My name is Holly Lewis. I'm Lawson Keeney. And my name is Jean Lewis. And welcome to I Don't Know Why We're Doing This. The well, Christmas this episode. episode. This episode's a little bit different. Uh, over the Christmas, you know, week and going to New Year's, John and I will be away. And we won't have time to record a proper episode. So we figured a bonus episode that we can put up at that point in time. Not, we didn't want to disappoint all of our ten loyal listeners. Yeah, this is our Christmas present to you. Yes, our Christmas present is sort of an answer to why we're doing this. Almost. Almost. But we're not quite settled on an answer, are we? This will hopefully shed some light. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into the origins of Lawson's List and ask him a couple of questions about the rules of the list. Yes, and we should probably say also that uh, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, don't listen to one of the other episodes first because this is not going to be an an accurate representation of what the podcast is week to week. This is not going to have our normal structure of the news and the uh, what we've been watching and the deep dive. This is just going to be purely the rules of the list. And also, uh, further disclaimer, Believe me, I am purely aware that there is no reasonable uh, justification for everything that I'm about to tell you. It is my own personal neuroses that I am doing this. So uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, so this is going to be a bit more jazz, a bit more casual. Casual, if you will. Uh, So it's going to be a bit more loose. So... Yeah. Oh, Christ alive. Uh, why don't you get us started on the origin of yes. the list? How did you get latched Scrooge-like to this Jacob Marley of a task? Well, I've never been able to so just sort of like watch whatever I feel like. Like that's never been the way that I do things. I've got to have like a plan. I've got to have a sequence of movies or TV or whatever that I watch. Um, because, and I've got to like keep track of things too, because what if I, you know, see something that I might be interested in, but then if I don't keep track of it, I might forget it, you know, things like that. Uh, so, um, I tried a number of different ways to do these, to do this. I tried to like, just keep up to date on old stuff and on, on new stuff, sorry. And then have sort of a backup list of like old stuff that I'd go into when I ran out of new stuff to watch. Uh, but then I realized I wasn't running out of new stuff to watch. And I tried a number of different ways of doing things like there's, you know, checking back in on the releases of the year when the year has been done and things like that. But ultimately it was all just not manageable because I still had this big list of movies from the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and, and, you know, stuff that wasn't, that I wasn't keeping track of when they came out and I was never getting back to those. So finally I just decided because this is, you know, an area of, of uh, my interests that I find really important. And I, I do want to do something in my career about it, that it would be good to just finally just uh, organize this, make a process, make it as rigid and uh, predictable as a factory floor. And, Uh, I came up with this system that would allow me to hopefully keep track of everything and see what I want to see uh, and and calm the beast. And 
I had to make a call also that I wouldn't be able to keep up with TV during during this movie stuff. Like, there's not enough time in the day to watch like the thousands of movies that I want to see, and also keep up with all of the hundreds of TV shows that are coming out. So and also live life. Yes. So I really haven't. Um, I really haven't watched any new TV since probably anything that came out after 2014 is probably uh, some not something that I've seen. Um, but uh, I intend to. We, we'll get into the the sequence of this. But I I'm keeping. Well, for the purposes of today, we'll be talking, in fact, about three lists because I have multiple lists. We'll be talking about the movie list, the, the uh, TV list, and the documentary list. And those are all sequential things that I'm going to get around to eventually. But I I suppose to start off, um, when I made this, I made this decision probably mid-2017 that this was uh, not reasonable. I just, you know, sort of realized that my most recent way of doing this was not going to work out either. And so I decided to just uh do this whole whole thing and just start from the beginning and work my way through all of these movies chronologically from the time that they came out and so i spent a good portion of the second half of 2017 just researching movies just looking at movies just going on like imdb and just saying you know what are the horror movies with the most number of ratings what are the thriller movies with the most number of ratings what do critics consider to be good good movies and i went through and i just sort of noted down ones and i ended up finally i i had to call a cut off i couldn't keep adding stuff so i just figured that i'd, I'd had this full selection at this point of all of this of all the most obvious stuff that I wanted to be on the list and so I decided that that was I was just going to call it at that and that was going to be the list in terms of older movies uh but I left myself a back door so every year um at the end of every year I can select 10 older movies that I've learned about during the year to add on to the list and if I've already passed them, because as I said, I, I watched them in chronology from their premiere date. Uh, if I've already passed that premiere date, then it gets treated as, um, then I just sort of latch it on to the bottom of the list, wherever the list is at the moment. So for instance, uh, I'll be putting, when I, when I um, do my uh, additions at the end of this month, those movies that i think there's one movie uh this this time round that i've already passed uh chronologically and so that will latch in after the 2018 movies what movie is that uh lord of the flies then the 1990 something one that was a little bit irritating for me because i thought that i had caught it i thought it was already on the list and it was only when I started like getting into actually watching movies from the 90s that i was sort of like huh Lord of the Flies should be coming up soon, shouldn't it? And it just never did. And I realized that, you know, all this time that I had just assumed that I had put it on the list, I actually hadn't. <laughs> but the rules are the rules. And so there's no bending them. One film nearly escaped. One nearly escaped, but... Uh, you managed to wrangle it back. Well, this is... The, yeah, this was the whole thing, because then it... 
there were a few like false starts where I was like, oh, no more movies added to the list, no more movies added to the list. And then I just, you know, I would learn about a new film. I was like, geez, I wish I'd known about that film before I stopped adding movies to the list. And then eventually I just thought, look, there's no way to know about every movie that's ever been made. So why don't we just put in this little uh, latch key? So This addendum. This addendum, this back door. So I already have a pretty good idea of the, the 10 movies that uh, I'll be adding to the, the list at the end of the year, um, unless anything sort of drastic changes, uh, considering we're recording this on, what, the 11th of December? And if, unless any, something drastic changes in the next 20 days, I have a pretty good idea of the, the 10 that I'll be adding. Uh, anyways, um, so the, the whole thing was set, you know, the whole background, the, the older movies was all set. But now we get to the really complicated stuff, which was how to choose new movies and how to keep track of new movies, how to make sure that I didn't just – I can't just go by the stuff that I see in the cinema, can I, or the stuff that comes out in the cinema because you get all sorts of movies now. They come out on video on demand. They come out on streaming. And you know, in Australia here, we get like a lot of movies that go to cinemas in places like America. They just don't come here at all. So – I had to come up with a kind of weird and over-the-top way of keeping track of all of this. Uh, and that is the following. I So I have another list called Films to Watch Out For. That's the list where whenever I hear of a new movie that I think might be interesting, I put it on the Films to Watch Out For list. Uh, so... At the end, at the beginning of every month, on the first of every month, I go back in and I add all of the film trailers that have come out in the previous month that's just gone by onto a YouTube playlist, and I watch them all. So that I, I probably watch about seventy or eighty film trailers a month, um, just trying to. And then I'll just note down, you know, which ones, not which ones I know I want to watch, but the ones that I feel like vaguely interested. I want to keep a track of. I want to see, you know, if I remember them like a, a few months from now, I want to see if they stick with me. So I put them on this films to watch out for list. And these films to watch out for list is arranged in alphabetical order. So I can easily make sure that I've I haven't just doubled up on on one. Uh, so. If anything on the films to watch out for list comes to my local cinema, I will go and see it in the cinema. At the middle of every year, so around June, July, I assess, I go through that list and I find all of the release dates for the movies and I just note down the ones that had come out in the previous calendar year. So for instance, in June of this year, I went in – in June of 2019, I should say, since this is coming out on New Year's Day. Uh, I went through that list, and I went through and I noted down all of the movies on that list that had come out in 2018. And uh, I'm sorry, Harley, am I boring you? <laughs> no, no, no. I... It's, it's okay. I'm just teasing. Um, but I go through and I uh, – I, note down all of the release dates for the ones that came out in 2018 and then I filter those onto a separate list you know I take all the ones from the 2018 uh released and I put them onto a, a separate list 
uh, and I go through all of those and there are ones that I will look at and I'll be like, yes, that's going on the list. I'm not not seeing that. That's a movie that I want to see. Uh, but then there are other ones that I'm not sure about or they're just even ones because I watch, as I said, 80 film trailers a month that I don't even remember what they are or what they're about. And so these other ones that I'm not sure about, I then create another YouTube playlist where I go in and I rewatch <laughs> all of the trailers. And then after that, I sort of give myself a few weeks of just sort of sitting and thinking and uh, just make seeing which ones stick with me. And then I go back into that list of ones I'm not sure about and I filter it down to the ones that I know I'm, I want to watch now. And so I create at that point a list of just again using this year's example the 2018 movies that i i want to want to see and at that point i also go through a list of the movies that i saw in cinemas in the previous year so in 2018 for this year and what ones do i really love what ones do i want to see again and then i add those into that that list of 2018 movies too because something i do when i go and i watch movies on the list as opposed to watching movies in cinemas I do like a deep dive into the movies. I do. Uh, I I read about the movies. I read reviews. I read about the making of. I try and do like investigative stuff because I'm really interested in that. And it's harder to do that stuff with movies that have just come out. Um, so it's sort of like checking back in a, a bit and doing that uh, that deep dive because all that material's out there then. Um, At this point, uh, have you started explaining the rules? Yes. Okay. So. When you add something to the list from each new year that passes... Yes. Uh, just just um, to finish off my train of thought, um, now that I've got that, that 2018 list, I then wait to the end of the next year. So um, at the end of this year, at, the, at December 31st, 2019, I will be adding all of the 2018 movies onto the end of the list proper because I give it that buffer to make sure... Because availability in Australia is the thing, isn't it? It sometimes takes yeah, yeah. forever to come out, and then there's stuff, you know... If it came out in December of 2018, well, I'm not going to be able to access it, access it at home for the next, what, four months. So if I start yeah. doing it then... Of course, this is not really a problem. I'm not going to be accessing any movies from 2018 for some time, but... Uh, hmm. But that becomes, you know, my reasoning. I, I leave that that gap. And uh, on the on quickly on the subject of streaming movies, for the moment, I treat them as movies that don't come to cinemas. Well, they don't come to cinemas, but I treat them as movies that have to be added to the list, not movies I can see when they come out. Um, yeah. Because because I was gonna ask. Yes. Because the cinema the cinemas my claws there. That hasn't really proven to be a problem so far, um, but if things keep going the way they are and they, we keep getting bigger and bigger, like Netflix movies, and now you've got all those other streaming services come out, uh, I might have to uh, make an addendum of that, change that rule. What if it's a Netflix movie that gets also released in cinemas? Like I know that the if it doesn't, if it comes to Irishman, got released in certain cinemas. Well, yeah, but nowhere near me. That's a good point. I don't. So I'm... it's also a geographical yeah. role as well. Yeah. If if 
if it comes to my well basically i live very near a cinema called cineplex which in australia is like the cheapest you can get um for tickets it's like five six dollars a ticket um so uh at least that's what i pay as a university student so i know i went to the movies with you guys we went to another cinema chain and it was like 25 dollars and so unless it comes to cineplex i ain't seeing it in cinemas (laughs) unless it's like some big thing that i would want to go and see like regardless like i would go and see star wars even if i had to pay 25 dollars to see it but some some of the smaller stuff i might if i didn't have that access to that very cheap cinema i might i would i would almost certainly just be like you know what that's just not at least at the moment um that's not something that i'm willing to like shell out that amount of money for because i see a lot of movies in the cinemas because i see a lot of movies in the cinemas i've seen uh at rough count approaching 80 movies in the cinemas this year we've got rookie numbers that's a good number uh so i have a question about franchises as it applies to the list certainly so i know that you follow a franchise chronologically from the first release of the franchise to the more recent ones each time you come across them in the list so for instance Uh, as, as you say when we got to the Leprechaun movies, I didn't, you know, I watched all the Leprechaun movies in succession. I didn't have like the second and third one scheduled for their premiere dates. I just latched, latched them in straight after the first Leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so how do new releases uh, disrupt that? Uh, so they, they just go through the same process. Um, they go through the same process of getting added... Uh, at the end of the next calendar year after they come out. So this creates does create a thing, uh, for instance, um, Leprechaun, ha- Leprechaun ha- got a new sequel in 2018 that uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have talked entirely, I will have finished my discussions of the Leprechaun series, but I will not have talked about that 2018 movie because even though it is out on DVD and Blu-ray and streaming, even though I have access to it, it's still not properly been added to the list because it's not the end of 2019 yet. Um, but it is part of the franchise. It is part of the franchise. So in that specific case, when I have outpaced a franchise like that, and this this <laughs> this also will come like, like if they make like another James... I watched the James Bond movies like close to the beginning of the list because that was like 1962 or something. Yeah. Uh, but when they make a new James Bond movie, that's going to, like, when that new one comes out, that's going to have to latch onto the list too at some point. So I'm going to treat it as um, as that release date for that movie. So right. when Right, so you're not going to see the new Bond in cinema. I am going to see the new Bond in cinema. Right, but, but you're still yes. putting it on the list. Yes. Then that's the other thing. Um, I watch every movie that is in continuity with the series regardless of whether I like it or not, or whether it's supposed to be good or not. Um, so, for instance, the fact... That much is clear. Yes. So, for, for instance, the fact that James Bond is... I've already watched 22, 23 James Bond movies, and I already like enough of them that I want to keep going with it. Um, that just automatically goes on the list. Like, I can't not have it on the list. Exactly. It's a completion thing, you know? 
Yeah. It's just the end, like, it automatically goes on list. So I will see it in cinemas, but it also automatically goes... Like, even if I went to the cinemas and I gave, oh, one star out of five, terrible, the worst James Bond film ever made, I'm not looking forward because I'm going to have to rewatch that <laughs> because <laughs> it's part... Like, I got a, the completion thing, is it, for me? And that's, like, the so, end of, James, of Daniel Craig's story, uh, certainly. So I guess my second question is about reboots. Uh, just, just really quickly also i just thought of another thing um so this new james bond film no time to die will be latched in on uh, on a may 2019 something about thereabouts release date i think if they make say another james bond movie before i get to may 2019 in the list then that'll be latched on immediately following no time to die so it just starts right, over that again. Makes sense. So, for instance, if if you're doing like a really prolific series, like we'll be talking about pretty early on in the new year. So, for instance, if we're talking about a really prolific series, uh, we'll, for instance, be talking about uh, the DC animated movies um, early on in the year, and they do like three, four, five of those a year, basically. Hmm. Um, there, there will be like blocks that I'll be watching those in. So I'll be watching a big block early next year but then i'll also start having like the 2019 release block that's also by the time i get to it going to have 2020 2021 2022 probably all locked in behind it and then once i watch all of those it's gonna take me a few uh, it's gonna be another smaller block later on when i get to the 2023 block yeah so that so basically it just it cascades if you've out if you've outpaced the series if a new release comes up before you've gotten back to it, a new, basically, list starts. Yeah. For that. Yes. For that franchise. particular book. A new, yeah, a new franchise uh, sequence, yeah. Alright, uh, okay, and so on the reboot aspect, uh, how do you handle those? So, it all goes down to the continuity. Is it in continuity with what's come before? Uh, so, for instance, it's it's kind of a moot point because I've already I, I had already passed the Halloween movies on the list before Halloween twenty eighteen came out, but that would Halloween twenty eighteen would have counted as part of the original series because it shares that continuity with the first one. Um, would you have watched it directly after the first one? No. Though. Because no, it's not chronological. Because there are so many, the ha- the Halloween ones a bad example because they they did like so many like we're just ignoring the previous movies. Oh well, now we're just ignoring all the previous movies again. Like, I think they've done yeah. that like three times. Like there are three or four distinct continuities in the, they can the Halloween. Never be happy. Yeah, but um, oh, what's a what's a good example? Batman. Batman. Yeah. I recently watched the old 90s Batman movies, uh, but I didn't go on to the Christopher Nolan ones because those are in a different and distinct continuity. So the Christopher Nolan ones are under 2005 when Batman Begins starts, and those two are going to be separate from the current DC Universe movies, which are going to start in 2013 with Man of Steel. Uh, But then you have something... And then you would also have to pair off uh, Matt Reeves' Batman. Yes. Which will be its own... Yes, I will just be treating the MCU and the DC Universe stuff as being their own series that I will watch in chronological order of their premiere dates. Yeah. So I will go Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, 
Wonder Woman, etc. Right. Okay, so, but when it comes to, say, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batmans, how do you make the decision that those are, in fact, within the same chronology, because... They share the same Alfred and the same Commissioner Gordon. So you carry over cast. Yeah, but... And plus, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin have the same Robin. Oh, I'm not saying that the two Schumachers aren't connected. And I believe in, like, Batman and uh, Batman Forever, they also make reference to a couple of... I I think, like, um, Nicole Kidman's character in Batman Forever references Kim Basinger's character in the first Batman. And references uh, Cal... Like, they're clearly supposed to be part of the same continuity. But then again, you get into this thing where, like, um, sometimes I've just got to go on gut feeling. Sometimes I've just got to go on what is going to be the least complicated way to do this. Uh, For instance, when I watched all the Halloween movies, I also watched the two Rob Zombie Halloween movies at the same time. Even though they are not part of the same continuity, they were included in the set that I bought. So... That's just more. It's just simpler for me to just suck it up and do that, than it than it is for uh, me to just go back to that set years later and watch that the Halloween stuff. So, so if stuff. if when you acquire an entire series of something in a box set, if remakes, reboots, or reimaginings are included in that box set, yeah, you basically have to. Because, again, that's a comp- completionist thing. Yes. Right. Um, so, for instance, we'll have already talked about a lot of this on the podcast by the time that this episode comes out. But I'm approaching a box set of Quentin Tarantino movies at the moment, which are all of his movies up through Inglorious Bastards. And I got it because it's like a super-duper box set with a bunch of special features and stuff. So... I will be watching all of... Even Quentin, even though Quentin Tarantino's movies are not in a series, and it, with the exception of the Kill Bill movies, have no relationship with each other, I will... Mm, they kind of do. Yeah. I'll be watching them all sequentially. For some it, for some reason... In a way, it's a franchise. Yes. Well, and they're all included in the same box. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will also... There's no point going into that. We'll get into that when I get into the Listeners will have already heard that part of it at this point. But you have that there. And then there's something like, for instance, the new Star Trek movies, which I just treat as part of the continuity of the old Star Trek movies because of the inclusion of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, so I guess my next question involved uh, the almost endless nature ever-growing immortal nature of the list uh so have you resigned yourself to this fate well the thing of it is is that um i've been doing this long enough now i've been i've got enough examples of how many movies get added to the list each year in terms of new movies that i have a reasonable awareness of how many movies i'm going to watch per year per as opposed to how many movies that get added per year. And I am I watch more movies than I add. Uh, so I will eventually catch up to the front of the list, the end of the list, uh, at which point um, I will switch to a different way of doing things. So, and, and that's not going to be anytime soon. Like my 
my most optimistic guess is another eight years from now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I get to the... When I finish all of the movies, I, I will still keep going on the same thing of like checking the trailers, you know, putting everything in the at the end of the following calendar year, um, leaving that buffer gap. But the way that I will change that is that I will I will watch at the moment. I watch a movie a night. I won't watch any more than one movie per day. Uh, which is just part of, you know, just because I need to, I need to put some sort of pace on myself. Um, but when I catch up, I'm going to just try and watch as many movies as I possibly can, just zoom through it. And so all of those new movies that came, let's, let, let's say I was caught straight up to date now, um, and I was adding 2018 movies to the list at the end of this month, I would spend the first few months of 2020 just watching like if i have a spare moment you know watch all because i i do other things during the day like i play video games or i you know i have other hobbies that i do um and i'm not i'm not like a lunatic i'm not going to like turn down going out with friends or family or something to to accomplish this i'm not you're not a hermit i'm not um no, I won't go out. I have to watch the Leprechaun series. But if uh, if I found myself in like the the thing where oh I'm at home, I could play a video game or I could you know do do this or read a book or something. In that uh, instance, I would just watch those 2020 movies because I would be uh, those 2018 movies because I'd be trying to get through them all as quickly as possible. And my best estimate would be that I would get through them mm, April, May, somewhere around there which would leave me with seven months at the back half of the year to do to start on the other lists because there are right. other lists. Right. Are there any small clauses or weird little traps that you found yourself in? Not really. All of them that all of them there were a few you'd like to start off with, but uh, I've managed to sort. Of, I, I managed to sort of close them all. Like I think I've, I thought through this a lot, as you can probably <laughs> tell. Um, I mean, for instance, I also there's the whole other thing of I'm gonna probably hear about movies from 2018 that I haven't heard that I couldn't hear about at the time. Like they just didn't. I just didn't catch the trailers for them or whatever. So I also have a backdoor where I can add, in addition to the 10 old movies, 10 movies from the most recent cycle that I've completed. So, for instance, at the end of this year, December 31st, I will have the option of adding up to 10 movies from 2017 onto the list uh, that I hadn't caught in that initial go-through. I'm not going to be – I only have three for that one. Like it's not going to be as as big as that old one, but the the option is there. Okay, so uh, in the past you've mentioned that the next list you'll be attending to after you've caught up with the movie one is documentaries. Well, so, yes, but I, I think just for the purposes of the conversation, it might be easier to just go through the TV stuff less because documentaries are sort of a blend of TV and movie. 
Yeah. Right. So if we do the movie li- list, the, the TV TV list second, that will probably make it easier for the documentary list. Right. Okay. okay so, so with television, how do you... Uh, this might be stepping forward a bit, but how do you classify something like... I believe Serenity is connect is a movie connected to Firefly. How do you and the new DC the Disney Plus Marvel shows? How would you classify those if they are intrinsically connected, narrative wise and continuity wise, um, to a movie? So, when it comes to movies that are based on TV shows, if I've already seen the TV shows, then that movie goes on the movie lists at the moment. Right. Um. So, for instance, you mentioned Serenity. I've already seen Firefly and Serenity. So Serenity is on the list because I really like it and because I already have right. the grounding in the TV show. Uh, and something like the new Deadwood movie with HBO, like that's come out since I started the list, but I saw the Deadwood series before I started the list. So that's going to be counted as a new movie. That's basically like a sequel to a movie I've already seen almost. Right. Uh, but you mentioned the Disney Plus stuff. Um, I'm I'm counting those as TV shows. I'm not counting them as extensions of the movie part of the MCU. Because I'm not convinced... It, it becomes a whole problem for me because then they're when they're doing like multiple seasons. I, then I've got to check back in at the end, at the beginning of every year to like check at the season that's come out, and it just complicates things just a little too much. And for the moment, at least, those shows have not indicated that they're going to be like essential viewing to understand the movies. I believe that Kevin Feige has yeah. explicitly said that WandaVision. Yeah, he says so... a lot of things. <laughs> he wants you to watch them. Um, but like, yeah. like, um, for, for the listeners, um, an explanation of that is Kevin Feige has stated that the Disney plus series WandaVision, which will be following Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch and the vision is going to be intrinsically connected to Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. But it's not like, I don't believe for a second that they're going to make the movie incomprehensible to people who haven't seen the TV show because it's it's just stupid. You're locking out too big a portion of your audience. I expect, I fully expect to just be able to say to you guys, Hey, what happened in the, like, what are the basic things that this movie is going to reference that I need to know? Right. Yeah. Um, like I don't plausible deniability. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kill off like a major MCU character or something in one of the TV shows. I I think at the very least it's going to be just groundworks setting. Right. Right. So I guess my next question, um, because a film I watched earlier in the year was Batman sixty six with Adam West and Burt Ward. Uh, the series for that, um, is that anywhere on your list? No. Right. Why not? I've got to make a call, Harley. <laughs> like, it's a I, fantastic series. It's it is, but seasons. there's a lot of fantastic series, and I've just got to, like, like that's the whole, like, regardless of whether it's movies or TV shows or documentaries, it's got to be something that I have a gut interest in. Um, hmm. The, the hey. movie stuff is an easier addition than 
the TV stuff because the movies yeah. take less time. It's a different That's ask true. to watch a two-hour movie than it is to watch a twenty-hour. I don't, season. I don't know, three hundred and thirty episodes of ER. Like it's it's <laughs> a different thing. Um, so I much. What is sort of the season or episode limit for the addition of a television show? There is none. What what? Oh, so you could potentially sit down and do Smallville. Yes. Potentially. But I'm not going to. Or, <laughs> or you could do Neighbours. Yeah. For example. But then that... But I don't know I, why I wouldn't, would. That's I wouldn't do hell. that, but, but I wouldn't do that, but that also like precludes it because those ep- those older episodes are unavailable anyway because it's a soap opera. That's true. Um, mm. But like something like the Star Trek... So you're not going to be able to... Something like the Star Trek franchise... See Susan, I guess. No. Poor Susan. I used to watch Neighbours a lot when I was a kid. Susan was my favourite character. I was very distraught when they threatened to kill her off in that plane crash. But it was all good. They found her eventually. Which plane crash? Uh, one of the characters has like an evil twin son who was actually impersonating the good twin yeah, son. Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. He had an evil son, Robert, that planted a bomb on the plane and took out half the street. I believe one of those twins is back. Oh, he came back recently. I had to see what that was about. <laughs> like, I had to look up the <laughs> YouTube episode. It's kind of a, It's kind of like a... This is a tangent, especially uh, for people who don't watch Neighbours, but it's kind of like a weird mindhunter thing where, like, a journalist goes to interview him in prison and he just has the one scene where he's answering questions about his sociopathy. Yikes. Jesus. Like, it's just the one scene, the one episode, and then Paul bursts angrily into the room and they glare at each other and he just gets up and leaves. Apparently he's coming back towards, like, the end of December, but anyway. Um, but yeah, something like Star Trek, which has all these different series, like, I think it's like a cumulative total of over a thousand episodes. That's on the list. Right, that's going to be hell. So... I mean, and it, and it only really becomes a problem, it's going to be much slower going in the early parts of the TV list, because we don't get that many shows that run for 15 years and have 22 episodes a season anymore. Like yeah. when you look at the news that the new TV shows coming out now, most of the ones that I'm interested in are either streaming or cable ones that have eight episodes a season and go for a max of five seasons or yeah. they're limited series. Um, like with the exception of like the Arrowverse stuff and, and the odd, uh, and supernatural yeah. and, the, that sort of and the odd legal drama that airs on like or a medical drama that airs on like a, a an NBC or or something like that there's very few like the it's it's like maybe under 10% of the shows that I add each year to the list uh have any more than 10 episodes to them so when it comes to TV shows do you feel like you have to be far more mercenary yes when you're choosing them yes what are your criteria for I, I think we've figured due to the past episodes what your criteria for a movie is, but what's explicitly your criteria for the addition of a television show? Does it have to be a certain genre? No. It's like, just a gut no. feeling. It it's just like I've looked at that T V show, I've looked at the trailers, I've you know, read about it. Um Is it like like, for instance, Stranger Things or Game of Thrones or the Arrowverse stuff, where I hear about that stuff, it's like, oh, I really want to see that. If that... it's culturally significant. Well, not not even that, but just like, 
I look at it and I'm like, yes, that's right up my alley. I really want to see that. I can't imagine a scenario in which I don't see that. So that's the Breaking Bad's, the Walking Dead. Yeah. The... Yeah. But like, it, it really just goes down to like, will I be, is it, is this just something that I'm interested in? Or is this something that I'm going to be excited about and looking forward to when I load it up to watch? Like, that's yeah, the differentiator. So when, it, so when it comes to, say, I guess the Arrowverse, how do you structure the watching of that? Oh, the Arrowverse has been a pain in my goddamn neck. Um <laughs> I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm going to have to, like, literally just go in and get, like, a, a chronology guide off the internet when it gets around. Uh, so I'll consult on that. Yeah. But I'll, like, okay. it, it'll just get be the point where I'm like, okay, now you watch, now you watch episodes one to six of Arrow season five, and then you watch episode one to four of Flash season three, and then you watch the crossover. season two. Well, I'm just vamping here no I then know. you watch the crossover episode that you need to have seen both of those previous sets of episodes to fully get yeah and that's really like when it comes down to like stuff that's have spin-offs or crossovers that complicates things it kind of annoys me <laughs> um, yeah. so, so with breaking bad you've got the series better call Saul. yeah i which is I would wa- a prequel yes, I, would, I believe i would watch that after finishing Breaking Bad. Right, so you're not going with the... And this is generally for the entire list. You're not going by in-world chronology. You're going by release date. Correct. The only in-world chronology that I'm going by is Star Wars, and that's only because I sort of, like, have always viewed that series as starting with The Phantom Menace because that's the one that I started with. Um. And that, that that was really only one where I had to like do a gut call and be like, you know, which way do I watch this? Because I've I've always watched them by episode one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, in terms of the chronology, like for instance, you get those weird episodes like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, where characters from those shows appeared on other shows, but they don't have the same sort of density and complexity of a crossover as the Arrowverse stuff does. Yeah. Like a Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. when it crossed over with uh, the New Girl, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Well, for that stuff, for that stuff, I just don't care. I'm just gonna like just go through the one series in its entirety, then move on to the other series in its entirety. I'm not gonna yeah. bother for just like one episode where things cross over in a kind of mild way. Right. I guess my next question when it comes to TV shows is: Is Big Bang Theory there? God no. <laughs> That's not my question. He knows my thoughts about, about Big Bang Theory and its inaccuracies. Not scientifically in terms of comic books. I, um, we can't comment on the science. Maybe no. I'm a Jacob, but we're not scientists. Uh, I guess my next question is when it comes to shows that are still going. Uh, do you add those to the list? So, or do you it, it, focus on the ones that have been so, completed? Yeah, why don't we just get in with how I've I go about adding things to the list? For starters, I have the same I I had the same process as the TV shows as the movies. Sorry, I just went, looked at some old stuff and I found stuff and I settled on old TV shows that have the basis of the of the thing, like the X Files or you know something like that, uh, and. 
I also in both movies you've you've heard me in the movies already talk about movies that I've seen before but that I really loved that I rewatched uh and with the TV uh stuff I'm doing the same thing so there are a few TV shows that I have already seen but I'm going to rewatch when I get around to doing it um but so so that's the foundation so then it comes to like adding things to the so when it comes to adding new tv to the list it's the same system as the movies except instead of a watching trailers new trailers that have come out i will instead go and seek specific trailers uh to stuff that has premiered within the last month so for instance again using my the end on January 1st, 2020, I will go in and I will make a list of TV shows that premiered in December of 2019. And then I will go in and I will watch the trailers for those and I will put the ones that I'm interested in on a TV shows to watch out for list. And then at the end of 2020, I will go back in and I will look at all of the movies, from, uh, all the TV shows from 2019 that I might want to add. So, for instance, at the very end of December, I will be adding 2018 shows onto the list. Like, it's the same concept, except that I do a much more extended period of research into them in the second half of uh, each year. Because TV shows, unlike movies, are continuing on, you know, they're new information's coming up about them you'll have new trailers for season two you know you'll have clips being put up online of like a viral moment or something and so there will be the ones that i'm like i watched i just watched the first trailer i'm like yeah i want to see that like you know watchmen i don't need to do any research on watchmen i know that i want it on the list but something that i'm on the fence about like uh i will go in and i will watch a trailer for season two i will go in and i'll look up you know a moment on YouTube that's gotten a lot of views or something like that, just to try and get a better feel for the series. So, so something like that from the 2018 list that wasn't originally on like my must watches, but ended up being on there because of that sort of research is something like kidding the Jim Carrey show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which I wasn't quite certain about, but then you'll have other things, you know, like the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which I was just like, immediately that's on the list. Uh, right, is Riverdale on the list? Yes. That Good. that was one that um, I needed to do the research on because I did not I I did not know what that show was when it first started. People who the are show still watching, didn't know what it yes. was when it started. People well, who are still like, watching it don't know. But as it's, it's as I started to realize how crazy it was <laughs> and how <laughs> like weirdly weird horror elements and weird noir elements and things like that musical episodes i was like yeah all right i should probably watch this it's too crazy to miss mm. um so what about something like mash no would that be on the no. list no it's just like yeah i i can't i just have to go to the ones that i'm really psyched about and i can't really say that i'm psyched about watching a a show from the 70s like it's it's just sort of unavoidable because of just how long it takes to get through the tv shows i have to have a much harsher yeah thing yeah so your tv show list is naturally shorter naturally than the yes. one. there are not thousands of tv shows on the list there are just hundreds 
but it makes up with the length of yes. each show. Yeah. And I'm... So what is the longest running series that you've got on the list? Probably Star Trek, right? Well, it depends on if you count that as one series or not. Because um, they're all like different. Like none of those shows have run more than seven seasons, but there are so many of them in the same universe. So if you want to talk right, about so... franchises, then yeah, probably Star Trek. If you want to talk about TV shows, then probably The Simpsons. Okay, so what? Oh, so you're going so through you're, the Simpsons? The Simpsons is on the list. Yes. Okay, so question with that is what are what would be the watching like for these series? Would you watch, depending on the length of the episodes, would it be three episodes a night? Or... So I already do this with movies, because I, I, as I said, I watch like behind-the-scenes materials and things. I just set out a block of four hours a night that I'm watching stuff. Right. Uh, sometimes I, And I can't watch more than one movie a night at the moment, so sometimes I will finish after two and a half hours. Sometimes, you know, when there's a lot of extra stuff for those movies, like if I'm watching a Lord of the Rings extended edition blu-ray and they have like 26 hours over those three films of special features like i will probably end up spending one night on the movie for each of those and another three nights per movie on the special features so that does not shorten the list at all no um but uh but that will the, the same idea will go with tv shows it'll just be how many of these can i watch in four hours so for like Simpsons, that it be about since they're thirty minutes long each, that it be about nine or ten, nine or ten, considering. So you'll p- power through Simpsons pretty quick. Are you going going to well, do quick. special features for those at all for like television shows? I would if they were available. It's just like at this point, I'm talking about ten years down the road, and how many, how many, like, will probably just be streaming most everything by that point in terms of right. TV. And are they going to bother to do special features there? Hmm. You know. But you said The Simpsons. This is, The Simpsons now has 670 episodes. You say that I'm if I'm watching, uh, say, let's be conservative and say nine episodes a night. Uh, that's still 74 days relatively quickly in comparison to say but that's 70 Star Trek. that's 74 days and then you've got to think well i'm not going to be watching them every night because i'm going to go out some nights and i'm going to you know have other things to do some other nights so let's just say that takes me three months and i've still only got six months out of a year <laughs> that's going to be a wild period of the podcast yes because it's it, and it, it really just does come down to like I'm not going to have a good idea of how fast I'm going to move through the TV list until I've gotten those long runners out of the way. And our entire format would have to change. Well, I've all, don't worry, dear listeners. I've already considered this. We'll get to that at the end. I've, I I would not change the format. I would instead seek out a movie that I had not seen myself, and we and I would choose a movie that I had never seen before that we could all watch. I, right. I'm actually, I will. I will. We'll get to this at the end. Um, this is. We're getting more discussion out of this than I thought we would. But <laughs> uh, I'm unburdening myself. I've never had. I've never had someone actually like give me the time of day about this like this before. It's always been like never had someone bear witness. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Lawson. Just Share move on. the load. You know? Um But so in terms of of the TV stuff. I also allow myself to have three new editions of old TV shows per annum. 
and three new from the most recent cycle. Same as movies. So what are some examples of, say, TV shows that began last year, not this year that we're in, but last year that you have added since? So the 2017 stuff that I'll be adding at the end of this year. Yes. Um, Get Shorty, Room 104, and Money Heist. Right. Those are all movies, those are all shows that I just sort of missed. Because sometimes it'll just be like, you know, would I have added Breaking Bad the first season? I'm not sure. But when everyone talked, started talking about it in the third season, yeah, I would have had to consider that. What is the earliest television show on that list? So it would be Star Trek, but because I'm I'm at the moment not planning on rewatching the Star Trek series I've already seen, so the original series and Next Generation, um, it would be. I'll just be starting with Deep Space Nine and then going through. Um, although right. I might have to change that depending on how much this new Picard series ties into TNG. Because if it, so because there are all these like wild fan theories about oh this character is actually like like it's all going to tie into this one specific episode and people from this episode are going to come back and if it is that deeply tied in that it just feels like season eight of the next generation then I might actually just have to go back and rewatch it all because it'll have been right. like fifteen years since I watched the next generation by that point. Um, but so you're already striking off the list the series that you have completed yourself well no so, I, I said before um that uh that i'll be watching some of the older ones that i really loved like right so lo- it's like lost. charmed there no uh lost is on there um hang on i mentioned er buffy the vampire slayer futurama i'm sure you've watched some uh x-files as well yes but that comes up to the other thing is, you know, some I had to stop watching series in the middle of their run sometimes. So I have watched all of the original run of the X-Files, but in the time since I stopped watching TV, they've come out with season 10 and 11, those revival series. Um, and they're pretty important narratively. Yeah, because the first... Hate to say. Because the first, that season 9 ended on a cliffhanger because they were going to continue it in a movie series and then they never did. Um, Bloody cigarette smoking man. uh, Yeah, but um, in terms of the original... Assuming that I don't go back to the first Star Trek series, then the earliest TV show will be 1983, which will be a mini-series that the ABC did on the Gough Whitlam dismissal. Right. Uh, So, I'm assuming much like the movie list... Uh, the continued quality of a series doesn't impact no. you continuing to no. watch it. No. So, for instance, uh, everyone hates The Walking Dead now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, the court of public opinion has I, no I will, sway in these walls. I will, I will drop a series, though. I will drop a series uh, if I don't like it. Like, I can't commit right. myself to 300 hours of ER if I don't like ER. So the way that I'm going yeah. to do that is I'm just going to have that... I'm going to give myself two options out, basically. Uh, when I start a series, I will have that four-hour block. I will watch as many episodes as I can watch in four hours, and at the end of that, I'll be like, am I enjoying myself? Or is this a mo- yeah. Or is this... Would I give this at least four out of five stars, basically? 
And if is this a Sisyphean hell? Yes. And then I will give myself another option at the end of the first season. That's a that's pretty reasonable. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. I think that a lot of people drop series a little too quickly. Yeah. Of the first two episodes, I think going off the four, or if you can still hold on after the first season, is a pretty good. Yeah, that's process, a good metric so. because then you get a sense of the tone. Mm. Unlike something like Riverdale, where it somewhat changes tone. And then you got Supergirl, which changes basically everything. Theme each season. Yeah. Um, but then... So, so, by the time I get to watching these series, most of them will be completed. So I'll just run through them all. But yeah. in the event unlikely event mind you i have no illusion to the fact that it's very unlikely i will ever get up to date on the tv list it's just you know too much and keep up to date on the films and stuff like i will be able to complete the films list and the documentary list and keep up to date with them the tv stuff like really the only way that i would be able to do that is if i lived a long time and had like 40 years of retirement but <laughs> um with the but then you have like Star Trek stuff because Star Trek is going to be under the 1990 stuff. I will get up to date on some of the newer Star Trek stuff, like or the like Beyond and yeah, because Discovery, even though it came out in 2017, oh, yeah, is going to be in under the uh, the 1990s, franchise the franchise banner in the 1990s um, with Deep Space Nine. So in that event. I complete a series of all the seasons that are out at the moment, but it's still ongoing. I will just get into the habit of when I add movies to the list on January the 1st, I will also go back and I will check if there is a new season for a show that I've been up to date with and then just add slot that in before starting the TV after finishing the movies, after finishing the documentaries, but before starting the TV watching again. Um, And you, like uh also for instance you mentioned the uh the movies stuff um i will if if there is a movie stuff for a show that i have not watched uh so for instance god i don't know i mean that like for instance that unbreakable kimmy schmidt movie i'm not going to watch that because i haven't seen the series so that's going to just be slotted in when i watch the tv series within yes and so it's like the breaking bad with el camino Mm. And so, uh, although I have already seen Breaking Bad before, so I'll be able to watch that in the movie list. Right. Um, In terms of stuff like the Marvel stuff or the Star Wars stuff, I will actually, I'm I'm already thinking I will probably just use that as an excuse to watch all the movies again and sort of (laughs) slot them in all chronologically, you know. Um, like for, for the Star Wars stuff, I'd, it, that would be like, like at that point, God knows how many series I'll have because that'll be what ten, fifteen years from now that I get around to. Because you got Clone Wars to yeah. do as well, and that's another thing. I'm not counting the Clone Wars and Rebels as being part of the same continuity as the other ones. I had to go with gut instinct on some of these things. Like, it just didn't feel right to me for some weird reason that I can't really justify it just felt too removed it's the same reason that i don't count agents of shield as being related to the netflix marvel series even though they are and i don't count it as being related to the disney plus stuff even though they are it's just they they seem cordoned off in a way that 
for the moment at least allows me to sort of uh keep things separate but so so even though like there is proper yeah evidence that these are connected within the worlds it's not it's particularly more relevant. of a tone thing yeah i had it's yeah more i had a, to are these important to the overall narrative yeah i had to make a call with tv shows because there's just so much content i also had to yeah. make like my whole continuity thing is not in play with the tv shows either i will not watch a spin-off if i don't like the look of it um right. I, I'm watching the Arrowverse stuff, but for the moment at least, I'm not watching Smallville, even though that's been tied in with all the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff. It has, and it's great. It's excellent. Um, uh, but it's not crucial yeah, to watch no. Smallville to get it. Yeah. So when I go to... Like, that's the thing is, um, you know, with the Arrowverse stuff, even though I, I want to watch Batwoman... If I didn't want to watch Batwoman, I still would because they're so inextricably tied in with the other series in the Arrowverse. Yeah. But yeah. but for like you know, Grey's Anatomy is on the list because I like a good medical drama. Um, there's some crazy. Well, I hope you like them a lot because I've watched like the first eight seasons of that before I stopped watching TV, and there's some crazy shit that goes down in that show, guys. Like oh, is like House on the list? Yeah. Like bombs stuck in people's chest cavities, and then they remove it, and the bomb squad disposal guy's walking away with it, and then he just blows up, and half the hospital hallway <laughs> goes, and you know the the main Grey's Anatomy lady gets blasted across the hallway with this guy's blood all over, and I'm like, what the hell is this show? Oh, I guess my other question is something like, uh, Downton Abbey. No, that's just no. not. I saw that. I I I did see the movie of Downton Abbey because it, I. It's not a show that was like... There aren't ongoing storylines that are being picked up in the movie. Not really. Um, so I was able to watch that independently. And you needed to have, you know... And it didn't really interest Some me of enough. those actors in your life. Yeah. And that's just the thing also is that... Um, I, well, I also have a backdoor. If I watch something uh, that makes me really interested and there's, there's a piece of media that is related to it in some way... Uh, then that gives me a backdoor to add it on the list then. For instance, um, Treasure Island is a good one. I watched The Muppets Treasure Island in 2018. And right. that got me going, you know what, I love The Muppets and that's why I watched this. But the Treasure Island is a really good thing and I kind of, I really want to see like another version of Treasure Island. I want to see like a proper version of Treasure Island. And I looked up and I saw that the BBC did a miniseries in 2012. Yeah, it's got Eddie is yeah. in it. So that adaptation clause let me add that one onto the list as a one-off. Why would you consider something like Black Sails? Uh, Black Sails was already on the list prior to that. Right. Um, but would you consider that part of a Treasure Island franchise? I no. Would, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not watching them directly after each other or anything like that. I'm not yeah. counting them together as a franchise because they... Different continuity. They're different continuities. Um, like, yeah. Uh, but I was saying with Grey's Anatomy, like, just because I've Grey's Anatomy's on the list, I'm not putting Private Practice on the list. I don't have enough interest in that show to watch six seasons of it. Uh, but then we also, with the, we got a bit away from it, but with the, I will rewatch the movies that are involved in a, in a series too. 
So right, so at the point in the Simpsons where the Simpsons movie occurs, Correct. you'll watch. That. Even though I've al- I've also got the Simpsons movie in the movie list. Yeah. Um. But for instance, when I get to Star Wars, I'm already planning on doing like a big chronological go through of all of the Star Wars movies and TV shows that are out at that point. So, so you can put in where the Mandalorian sits. Yes. Yeah. So for instance, like even though, even though um, there'll probably be more by that point. Um, like Obi Wan. Yeah. And... But like for the moment, just with the stuff that they've announced, it'd be like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Obi-Wan, Solo, Rogue One, um, and, and then the Rogue One prequel series. Like, you see, I would slot them all in. Cassian chrono- Adol, yeah. The, the, the chronologically. Um, and do the same for Marvel. For Marvel. So you're saying with the WandaVision stuff, I would watch it in terms of its release date there. Right. And I would go through and I would watch them all. And, of course, by that time, by that point, how many Marvel movies will there be out? You know? <laughs> Probably too many. At least, like, 60. If we're going yeah. on 30 now, and it's been only a little over a decade, at least 60. And if, when they're saying stuff like, oh, these characters introduced, like, like the Ms. Marvels, the Kamala Khans, the Moon Knights, they're saying that they will start appearing in movies mm-hmm. as well? So that even further shows that the Goliath is not stopping. It was like an, we're getting a bit off topic again, but there was like an interesting rumor I heard this morning that in the multiverse of madness stuff, there's they're like Loki trying to get the old Fox X Men cast to come in for a brief segment when they go to the Fox X Men universe. That would be hilarious, and that that's, but I doubt it. And that that's... Oh, this has been going on for a while. It's been reported by a few places now, but that that's how they're going to keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. He's going to sort of hijack the, his way into the MCU and out of the Fox <laughs> universe. Well, what about, you know, Jean Grey and... Well, I know she's Phoenix now, but... Are you going to get Quicksilver? You going to get any of those actors back, or just Deadpool? The rumor is the rumor is that they're trying to get like the actors back to just play the Fox Universe versions of the characters, and they'll have their own cast for the for the MCU versions of the characters. But that Deadpool is going to be like crossover between worlds. I think that would be like an interesting thing if like um, Deadpool sort of hitched a ride unknowingly with Doctor Strange back into the MCU and then the plot of Deadpool 3 is him finding the MCU's version of Wade Wilson so that he can kill him and assume his identity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he just ends up killing Ryan Reynolds. You you can introduce characters like Cleo, like uh, Dracula's daughter, like Massacre. Yeah. The characters that Marvel owns. Yeah. You can have him... Could this also be a way that they put Venom in? So you can have Deadpool versus Carnage. Uh, if they've bought Sony by that point. Yeah. Anyways, that's been my... That's pretty much it for the TV list. Yeah. Okay, so documentaries. So documentaries are a blend of both lists. Um, so documentary shows are sorted in the TV way. Documentary movies are sorted in the movie way. Except instead of going on to the... 
TV list or the movie list, they get sorted into a separate documentary list. Uh, instead of sorting them by their premiere dates, I will instead be arranging them by the chronological order of events depicted in the documentaries. Oh my god, Lawson. <laughs> Okay, so, so I will be starting I've just got made questions it even harder this. on yourself. So you're going to basically spend an entire year potentially watching stuff about the Big Bang. No, but I'll be like starting with like ancient Egypt and moving up into right. like whatever true, true crime documentary they've made about the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're skipping dinosaurs. Well, it's got to be something that I've got kind of an interest in. And, you know, I'm interested in dinosaurs in a jurassic park kind of a way but not interested enough in dinosaurs to watch you know a nature documentary series about the science of it and the biology of it so you're only interested in dinosaurs in as much as they affect the day-to-day lives of people yeah but like i'm interested in war documentaries or crime documentaries or political documentaries stuff where some crazy stuff happens I, i i'm not watching any of that bbc planet earth stuff uh, it's just, it's not my kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, stuff with political intrigue. Political intrigue, you know, true crime stuff, you know, there's a bunch of documentary miniseries on the world wars and things like that. Human drama. Human drama. Not animal drama. No. And not science stuff either. I'm not really a science person. I, I'm I'm doing the Bachelor of Arts, not the Bachelor of Science. So <laughs> I, I'm not into the maths and the science and things. Like about as far as I will watch a documentary about uh, the quest to get someone on the moon. But that's about as close to a science documentary as I'll go. What if it's like the story of how they discovered penicillin or something? If there's like something else there. If it's there. like an important yeah. big It's like, for, like so take, put it this way, I'm not interested in sports documentaries, but they did a really cool O.J. Simpson miniseries a few years back that covers his whole life, including the sports stuff. Now, I'm not watching it for the sports stuff. I'm watching it for the murder trial. <laughs> yeah. But the you, need, you need that added context yeah. going in. So, like, I'm not I'm not watching the, the how did the story of of Apollo 11 well, to find out the science of how they got a guy on the moon. I'm watching it because I want to find out, you know, the political stuff and the, the race between the Soviets and uh, America and yeah, all the, the human stuff that's going on in between. So um, how much of a, I guess, series or documentary or movie has to be dramatization for it to cross over right. into being a movie or to being a documentary in your eyes. Well, I'm glad that you asked, John. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, if, it, if at any point a real-life person who is just appearing as themselves stops and addresses the camera to provide their own opinion or added information or something like that, that's... So, for instance, National Geographic did a series earlier this year called Valley of the Boom, which is a re- had a, a lot of reenactments in it, like Bradley Whitford's in it, like proper actors are doing this very interesting, um, you know, uh, dramatization of the stuff with Microsoft and the early days of Silicon Valley. But 
you also have a not insignificant portion of that show where the real life people are there and they're talking about things to camera. So that yeah. if it breaks the fourth wall like that and brings in the real life people, I'm considering that a documentary with reenactments. Okay, so if it has like a narrator going over, not necessarily a narrator, but something where they break the Fourth the wall. authenticity of the show, where the, right. where they when stop the... pretending that these are the real people and they bring the actual so, real people in. When there's a separation between reality and the reenactment, so if it's something like uh, I recently watched The Last Czar with my parents, that's a documentary. Yeah, because it's got actual facts being presented to you outside of the realms of the dramatizations even if the dramatizations are really good yeah okay uh another thing is you mentioned the oj simpson series uh what other sorts of celebrity based documentaries or docuseries are you looking at is ancient aliens on the list no john (laughs) ancient aliens is not on the list um could it be just in the TV shows list? No. Because it is fiction? <laughs> well, there, there are a, a few, like, run. bizarre stuff, like Unsolved Mysteries is on the list, and that's got a few, like, bizarre things, but it's not quite the crazy conspiracy... Well, it's more grounded than Ancient Aliens. But in terms of the celebrity stuff, I mean, it really just comes down to, like, events. Like, there are a few celebrities that I, I would... Well, Ian McKellen is my favourite actor. He did a documentary a few years back. He's just reflecting on his career. Now, I will watch two hours of Ian McKellen talking to the camera about his career. But other than people like that, who I who they themselves are the selling point for me, then it's got to be, like, some sort of... It's There's got to be something else going on there. So if it's something along the lines of... Maybe potentially a documentary put it, put, put, put into this way. William Shakespeare yeah, or something. Yeah. I would I would want something a little more I would want, there there is a documentary series on the list called Shakespeare Uncovered, but it's not so much about Shakespeare himself as it is about examining each of his plays and the historical context in yeah. the history of them and the history of how they were performed and things like that. And you get Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and Christopher Plummer coming in as specialists to tell you about King Lear and things like that. Um, Good. I wouldn't be that interested probably in a, in just a two-hour documentary about the life of Shakespeare. But like, take put it this way, uh, Roseanne Barr. I would not watch a... That's the Rose... Yeah, Roseanne Barr, the racist one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, Are you watching Roseanne? No, no. Um, so the Connors. Lawson, is, so the Connors didn't she say it was the medication? Yes. I, I loved that tweet that, like, it was a Valium that she said it was their fault. That Valium put out a tweet after she said that that was like, uh, racism is not a known side effect of Valium. <laughs> <laughs> like, drowsiness, irritability. But like, are all side effects yeah. but racism is not i would i would not watch a documentary about roseanne barr but i am i have got a documentary on there about that insane time in 2012 that she ran for president as an independent candidate right because <laughs> that's just weird okay it was a simpler time um and it I feel like a jaded old man saying that 
Jesus like, I'm Christ. only 23. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like we are living through history at the moment. Whether you agree with what's happening in the world at the moment with Trump and Brexit and, and everything else, this is stuff that we will be talking about for decades and decades and decades. Exactly. And a lot more documentaries to add to your list. Yes, exactly. In the like 20 years until we get to it. Yes. So I'll be arranging them all in chronological order of events depicted. Uh, and it's just this, it's the same thing. I watch the trailers. I, at the middle of the next year, I go in and I pick apart which ones I want to keep and which ones I don't. And then on December 30, 31st, I integrate the list in the same way. So what if it's something like Louis Thoreau, where uh, yes. it's not exactly well, events, but sure. it's certain subcultures? Um, there are a, a number of documentaries or documentary series that don't really gel well to specific events. Either they either they cover things over too wide a time frame or they're more topical, like the Last Week Tonight series with John Oliver. Um, and those just go at the end, or at the bottom of the documentary list. After I've gone through the chronology, things are just that don't have a, a comfortable date attached to them are there. And then are those done by release? Uh, not really, kind of by theme. So crime, right. then current events, then politics, stuff like that. It's funny that you've got current events on that list when you're going to have to... Well, current events... Basically, basically at that point, they're history. Current events is more like last week tonight. And there's like, last week tonight is more of a comedy thing too. Like, that's going to... I'm going to enjoy watching that no matter when it was. And, and at that point, it's going to be like looking back at events that I remember. And also he does those deep dives into specific issues that are sort of uh, timeless in a or not not time locked in so strict a sense but it'll be right. like you know i'll go back and i'll i'll watch the john oliver documentary the john oliver episodes from 2017 and it'll be like you know donald trump announced his new white house communications director anthony scaramucci today and i'll be sitting there in what 2040 something being like <laughs> oh wow who ever would have guessed that president scaramucci would go so far <laughs> Hopefully not. But you're just going to be sitting there in your floating dome, mm. just darkest timeline. But I also you're going to see the red skies appear, and you're going to be like, "Well, had a good run." But I also have the uh, the the three new editions from for old stuff, and three new editions from the most recent cycle. Right. Obviously, movies are ten, but TV shows and documentaries are three because of the added time attached to them. Yeah. Because some some of these documentaries are going to be TV series. Like for instance, I'm adding Drunk History <laughs> at the end of the, yes. at the end of the year. So you classify that as more documentary, less just entertainment. Yeah, if it's got like a real world component, basically, like Hamish and Andy's gap year stuff is on there as documentaries. <laughs> right. Well, technically, it is like Idiot it's, Abroad. And... It's documenting true events therefore a documentary it's a travel log so is documentary yeah by nature anything that's not fictional basically so you would put travel logs in their own you know classification Any, like yeah, dark tourist and yes basically anything that has a real life person just appearing as themselves to tell us information right so, like, something like, I don't know, Chernobyl, the HBO series, that's a TV show, not a documentary. Yeah. But something like Hamish and Andy, or as you said, The Last Tsar, that's a documentary. That's, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's basically those. I've, I've actually I've got other lists for books and video games that are separate ways of doing that entirely like much much different yeah. but we're not going to go into those because that's not stuff we talk about on the podcast no no it's not relevant um and to have a music list would be a true exercise in madness yes <laughs> basically you're not insane basically i just listen to my spotify recommends yeah um and if i get through them all before they refresh i will go into a song and i will look at the radio the spotify radio for it yeah, you have to have something that's a bit loosey goosey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so so the way it will go is I I watch movies. When I finish the movie list, I will keep up to date with movies at the start of every year. Then I will go into watching the documentary list for the rest of the year. Once I'm up to date with the documentary list, I will keep up to date with movies and documentaries at the start of every year. Then I will go into watching the TV list. And I'm already planning, maybe we'll still be doing the podcast then, that when I retire, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to do another movie list, which is just going to oh be the God. ones that I give five out of five stars, the ones that I love, and I'm going to watch them all again before I die. So the best of the best. Best of the best. It's going to be like those special seasons of Survivor when all the contestants are previous winners. <laughs> so you're gonna cap champs off... versus chumps sort of thing you're gonna cap off your entire life and just go out on a high note yes. uh, basically like my plan is i will just i will watch a movie in the morning i'll play video games or do whatever else i need to do in the afternoon i'll watch run around on the moon with your robot legs i will finish you know. my tv show stuff at night And you know, I, I, I a plan. as I said at the top of the podcast, I am fully aware that there is no reasonable justification for this. Like it is, it is absurd. I understand this. Don't think that I don't. But it's the only way that works for me. It's the only way that sort of gets me. Like I, I need to organise it. I need organisation. I need a structure. I could tell you roughly what i will be watching 10 years from now i could tell you roughly probably what i'll be watching 20 years from now you need to feed the bees yes but um i just don't i just don't i just i just don't have to think about it i just don't have to think about it i just don't have to be like oh what am i going to watch tonight i'm going to surf around on netflix for a bit it's like no i'm let me just pull up my my list tonight like literally tonight as we record this podcast i will be watching the special features for the second jurassic park movie and then i will be watching jurassic park 3 Uh, that's that i know i know this and tomorrow night from when we're recording this, I'll be watching the special features for Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World. Like, I... Okay. What will you be watching the night this episode comes out? That's, on New Year's Eve? That's going to be more difficult because around Christmas, it's like, it's going to be a bunch of nights where I don't watch stuff. So it's going to be difficult to tell. But uh, let's just be... Let's, so today's the 11th and we're talking about the 1st of January. So that's three whole weeks. So what's that? 21 days. Uh, so let me just open up the movie list. I will be watching at that point. I will probably be getting towards the end of the Quentin Tarantino stuff. Before we move, before we uh, finish, the Quentin Tarantino stuff has been kind of painful. Because as I said, I'm watching them all in sequence. But when you get to watching Grindhouse, there's a bunch of movies, movie fake movie trailers in that. 
that have been since been spun off. So because of my insi- and Machete appears in that. So because of my insistence on maintaining continuity, this is what the Quentin Tarantino thing looks like because I have to I have to encompass all of the additional stuff that's introduced in Grindhouse. So it'll start off with True Romance because that's the only one he didn't direct, even though it came out after I think Reservoir Dogs. Um, I'm counting that as kind of separate and distinct from his directorial stuff. True Romance, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2, then Spy Kids, Spy Kids 2, Spy Kids 3D, Spy Kids All the Time that's in the World because machetes in those. Then Grindhouse, then Machete, then Machete Kills, then Hobo with a Shotgun, <laughs> and then Inglorious Bastards. And then, eventually, when you get to them on the list... You got your hateful eight. Yes, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes, because they aren't. Because they're not in the box. They aren't included in the box. No, they came out after the but box. But Spy Kids out. is. No, Spy Kids isn't. I had to separately purchase the Spy Kids to maintain the continuity. You had oh, to man, DIY. Spy Kids four is going to be rough. You had to DIY it. You had to MacGyver your way into it. My mother will not let go of the fact that she had to take me to Spy Kids three D. She maintains that it is the worst movie that she's ever seen, and I have suggested to her that w- we could perhaps record a special segment in which she offers her opinions on Spy Kids 3D when I get to talking about it on the podcast. Honestly, mate, mate, I'm happy yes. for that. I'll watch Spy Kids 3D again. <laughs> I watched part of Spy Kids 2 just the other day. And well, I think... I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Do you think God stays out of stays yeah. away do you think god stays in heaven because he lives yeah um <laughs> best line in any film ever but uh, oh and i mentioned you know as i said earlier i hinted earlier the podcast in the event that we finish the movie list we move on to the documentary list that does not mean that we will be talking about documentary movies every every week there's not much conversation that we can get out of that really it's like well that happened tv shows same thing i'm not going to get you guys to watch 15 seasons of er so that we can talk about it on the podcast so instead once i finish the proper movie list and move on to the other stuff um i will basically go on to one of those movie rating sites and i will sort have that function where you get to sort every movie that's ever been made by the number of ratings so the most popular movies the ones that the most people have rated and I will basically just work my way down that list. Movies that I haven't seen because they weren't on the list, but a lot of... I thought you were literally going to say, I'm going to look at the list, going to see what's top rated, well, and we're not going to yeah. do those. And it's not going to... We're going to just go down straight <laughs> no, to the bottom. but like, <laughs> Forrest, Forrest Gump is not on the list, but it turns, no. up, it turns up on all of those most rated movies on imdb and things so you're not gonna see your shawshanks you're not gonna see like dark knight not inception or any of those at that point no i'll have already watched them so i'm yeah. not gonna go back into them and but I, and and i'm not gonna like i'm just gonna watch one a week to talk about on the podcast with you guys yeah because uh, you know are we to be reasonable yes because we can't, because I'm not going to make you guys watch, you know, the 22 part uh, documentary mini series on the Cold War, narrated by Kenneth Branagh, so we could talk about it on the podcast. Four hours of Kenneth Branagh is enough for me, thanks. Yes, this is a 22 hour Cold War documentary produced by CNN. 
Please tell me that he slips into Gilderoy Lockhart. I don't. Th- I, do, I think it predates his role in Harry Potter. Okay, Lawson, Darn. we better not ever do Hamlet. The four-hour Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. Yeah. Or I will scream. I, I, I am kind it. of... Robin Williams is in that. I am kind of steering away... Even though I like Shakespeare, I'm kind of steering away from getting us to talk about the deep dive on Shakespeare stuff because I almost feel like I'm out of my element trying to discuss that. Oh, yeah, we're in our element. Yeah, but but I that. just mean like we we don't I I don't have I I feel like kind of a fraud like I don't have the academic grounding. Look, you did a whole semester. You're doing studying Shakespeare. I know that, but it's been like you're minoring in literature for God's that, sake. You studied Shakespeare more than the normal person has. But uh, if we eventually have to talk about... And we've studied Shakespeare more than anyone should. Look, so if we need to talk about Baz Luhrmann's. Romeo and Juliet at any It would point. have to be something it would, it would have to be something like that that has a really interesting take on the material. Cuz otherwise yeah. I feel like we'd just be talking about you can't really say anything about Shakespeare that hasn't already been said. Yeah. Anyways. Um just before we stop, uh I have to stress this point for when my dad listens to this episode that we're not going back to stuff from the 80s because we're past yes. that. <laughs> Pri- prior to the start of um, us recording the podcast, I uh, had already watched uh, uh, roughly 520 movies on the list. Um, and that has gone through the 70s and the 80s. But of course, when we get to... If we're still doing the podcast when I start on the document, like we, we hope to be doing... like. I think I speak for all of us when I say that we hope to be doing this for years and years. Um, Ever? Yes. We could be, we could be sitting here <laughs> talking, like, you just wait until we're all retired and we're doing our episodes of the podcast and we just start talking about the stuff that we've already talked about because I'm doing the, the survival. Back in my day, you had to watch movies when on I, a screen. When I, when I watched the, the best of the best and I watched the Leprechaun series again... <laughs> No, no. Just sitting the, there watching Leprechaun 3 again. The, and you're the like, Leprechaun series Actually, is, you know what? It's shit. The Leprechaun <laughs> series will not make the cut. But, um, no. but like, when we get to doing... JFK will make the cut. Yes. Popcorn yes. will make the yes. cut. But when we get to doing document... Uh, when I get to doing documentary series and TV shows and we start doing... We start, like, the stuff that has the most ratings, there'll be some 80s stuff in there. There'll be some 70s stuff in yeah. there. You know? Because we will finally... Yeah. Finally get to Ghostbusters. Yes. Well, you may, like, you may get to Ghostbusters earlier than that. Because, I mean, and that's the whole other thing is, if it's, a, if it's a movie that I'm not interested, but then a sequel comes out and I am interested in that. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. So I've already seen the previous three Ghostbusters Shit, movies, yeah. movies. So I don't have to rewatch them before watching this new one. So basically, I have to like ghostbusters afterlife enough to rewatch it in which case i would rewatch the whole series so there is a chance i i'm not a huge ghostbusters fan i know that this is sacrilege to, to a lot of people including to you guys but it's just <laughs> it's just not my not my kind of humor uh, just for the listeners we have a painting of vigo the carpathian sitting oh, no. in our lounge room <laughs> In a and wall, I swear to wall. Christ, it is looking at me right now. Yeah, uh, our dad built a replica ghost, ghost trap. trap out of wood. 
that's it doesn't open, big. unfortunately, but Dad's Dad has said that if Ready Player One was real and he could choose any cars, it would either be Christine, the Ecto One, or potentially the DeLorean. DeLorean. Anyways, that or the Interceptor. You guys are you guys are pretty lucky that you weren't around for when I you weren't we weren't doing the podcast when I did the eighties because I had a lot of dodgy horror movies in there, a lot <laughs> of dodgy horror movies. Uh, and don't worry, audience, in the nineties, they get there's dodgy. still a lot. Uh, not not as much. I took a lot of chances in the eighties and the seventies because of the. Uh, I kind of like didn't know a lot about the the low budget stuff at the time and i really like horror so basically it's just like what's this a low budget slasher movie that i kind of like the idea of the premise okay i'll take a chance on that but what's that it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life you know there was a lot of that um and i'm sort of out of that like from this point sailing i i look at the stuff that's on the list and i'm like yeah i'm looking forward to most of that like i made a mistake in taking so many chances on old horror movies. But once they were on the list, what was I to do? I can't remove exactly. them. Exactly. Um, oh, no, that'd be sacrilege. That's your penance. Yes. So, so we, You made this bed. I mean, you have to lie in it, I mean, even that's a, if it's full of rats. We have had this conversation off-air, you guys, that you you tell me that, some, oh, that's a bad movie or something like that. You have no conception of how bad a movie can be. <laughs> <laughs> because you have not seen some of the movies that I have. The first, second, third, fourth, and fifth worst movie I've ever seen in my life, I've seen in the last 24 months. <laughs> um, Yikes. It's, some of them are just terrible, and you don't know how bad a movie can be in, until you see absolutely everything go wrong. You underestimate this. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly reasonable. No sane person has any reason to have seen any of these movies. So, But alas, I have. Um, so, yeah, you just haven't seen how bad it can get until you see everything go, that goes wrong. And you guys, I think, are very positive on, on a lot of things. You can find the good in bad movies. And you can find enjoyment in bad movies. And I can, and on the right side. I can too. I'm, I think I'm a little more critical than you guys, but I would say that, you know, the majority of movies, I am... I'm a little kinder to than most people. Like I will, what I will, I genuinely enjoy Leprechaun Three, and I think most. I, I reacted more negatively to it than Lawson. Yes, did. and I think and yes, yeah. but you guys, on the whole, tend to be more positive to things. Like I know, just I, generally. Just generally. <laughs> I like to enjoy things. Yes. I don't, don't go out all. of my way to watch so, things that I hate. So I mean, we've done this bonus episode. Uh, because of the Christmas break, but we've also discussed about doing future bonus episodes that we'd need to fill in a week ahead of time uh, that would be you guys watching a couple of these truly terrible movies that I I submit that you have no conception of how bad they are because I wanted yeah. to hear you admit to me that I was right. <laughs> I'm not going to watch them again. I have seen some pretty bad you, things. And on another, no, and on no, another, no, no. And on another bonus episode, it's going to be us bringing a movie to Lawson. Yes, for some, so he can watch. For it. some reason, you guys have been trying to get me to watch the Tad the Explorer children's animated movies. Tad the Lost Explorer, whatever. 
It's a Spanish language animated film. Okay. The most expensive and most profitable animated film to ever come from Spain. All right. So I know, yeah, that's not on my list, but I will end up watching that at some point for the bonus episode. That episode will have an explicit text. <laughs> no, like easy, easy, because I will explain to you my backstory for the. Film. Yeah, I... we're convinced that just for the audience. John and I are convinced we're the only people in the Western-speaking world to create fan fiction uh, for Tad the Lost Explorer. Yeah, I've I've heard a little bit about their <laughs> twisted backstory for Tad that they keep. They they reckon that when you watch the movie with that in mind, it becomes really good. I have no, no. I didn't say oh. good. I said dark. It, it, it's good aside from it, but our added context fleshes the world out a lot. Mm. It makes character motivations make a lot more sense. Mm. These little side looks that people give each other, they are just full to the brim with potential. And I have wrenched it out of the movie, kicking and screaming. I've brought it into the world like it's... Like, I'm the devil possessing a jackal. And it's the Antichrist. John's fond of making monsters. Yes. Uh, so... I guess that'll be it. Yes. For yep. us for this bonus episode. Uh, Don't... Thank you all for listening so far. Yeah, God God yeah, help absolutely. you if you got to the end of this one. <laughs> uh, thank you to all our listeners from Australia, Lawson's mates, our mates, pretty much anyone who picked it up on a whim. That one guy uh, from the our... Netherlands who listened one week. Yeah, our one Norwegian <laughs> listener, come back. our one US listener, please come back. Please come back. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, not... I miss you. You know, it start. What is it that my my aunt told me when I told her I was doing a podcast? Well, it's Lawson. It starts off with ten listeners, then it's a hundred, then it's a thousand. <laughs> Who knows? That is the point. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Well, if only that could happen sooner. <laughs> Fame is not its own <laughs> well, reward. I, I genuinely do like talking about well movies we just before we go yes and just before we go also uh i have read that apparently especially on the apples i ipod i yeah the apple podcast app that uh review written reviews even if it's only a few words just you know five stars good that that does uh raise you up like it surfaces you to more people surfaces the podcast to more people so I'm, I'm assuming that the people who are still listening at this point to this particular episode are the ones are probably mainly our friends and family <laughs> at this point. So The ones who demand answers. If you could all just take the time to just do that five stars, good thing on, on Apple, that could help us reach more people. Um, and, and also spread and, it and, around. Yes, and if, you, and if you don't like the podcast, well, we'd, we'd appreciate if you kept it to yourself. <laughs> if you don't like the podcast we're sorry you're not one yeah. of our plague rats but just like you know just maybe don't leave a review if you don't like the podcast <laughs> yeah, because who likes to spend time complaining about stuff they don't hmm. like I mean other than us but this is not a choice this is a curse well, and, and yes and a pure disclaimer also this whole podcast was their idea I don't want anyone thinking that I forced them into this whole labyrinthine list thing. They suggested it to me. So, and they suggested this episode too. So, 
this is not my ego. This is them volunteering for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, so absolutely thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. What, whatever you choose to celebrate. I hope whatever you, celebrate you do it well. on your time off or not on your time off. Just have a blast. Have a blast. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week with a regular episode, which if I were to, again, look at the list, I, I, I can't say really in advance, but I would say it's probably going to be something like Inglorious Bastards or a, a Tarantino thing of some sort. You'll, you'll find yeah. out. Soon I may be a little bit further ahead of that. I may be starting on the DC animated stuff, but in any case, we'll be back with, with something good uh, in, in the regular format next week. And hopefully the world still exists. Oh, of course it will. Uh, so, I've been Holly Lewis. I've been Lawson Keeney. And I have been, and I will continue to be Jean Lewis. And this has been, I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs>